Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, brought to you by WPTonic.com, a WordPress maintenance and support service for business owners. We talk to the leaders in WordPress, business, and online marketing communities, bringing you insights on how to grow your business and achieve success. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic Show. This is episode 365. I know it's a little bit of a cliche with me, but uh, we really have got a special guest with us, somebody that I've been following for many a year. That's Ryan Carson from um, Treehouse. Ryan, would you like to quickly introduce yourself to the listeners and viewers? I'd love to, and thank you for your very generous uh, introduction. Uh, My name is Ryan Carson, uh, born and raised in Colorado Colorado Springs, Colorado in um, America, um, studied computer science in college because uh, I was lucky um, to, to figure out that was a good thing to study. And then I moved to England um, because I wanted an adventure and I was going to stay for a year, then met a girl, stayed for 12 years. So that's, that's a whole story. And I uh, ended up starting Treehouse, which is an online school. Um, we teach people how to code. Uh, we also now help businesses uh, build and and hire uh, diverse, balanced engineering teams. Because um, as we all know, diversity and balance is a very rare thing in tech these days. So that's us. And I've got my great co-host, Cindy Nicholson. Not to introduce yourself quickly, Cindy. Sure. Hi, everyone. It's Cindy Nicholson uh, from thecoursewhisper.com. So I help people that want to create their online courses. Right. And I'm the founder of WP Tonic. We help you with learning management systems, membership sites, by built on WordPress, which which operates 30% of the internet. So that should be good, Jeanette. Before we go into the interview, I want to quickly mention one of our major sponsors, and that's Kinsta Hosting. Kinsta Hosting only specialise in WordPress hosting. They're big enough to have all the bells and whistles, but small enough to still care. They host the WP Tonic website. They've been a major sponsor of the show for over two years. Um, they're great people. You get 24-hour specialized tech support. They really know their business. They use Google Cloud as their backbone of their server network. So it's top-notch um, server um, technology that's utilized to host your website. You get all the bells and whistles, staging site, um, latest version of PHP. Um, I can't praise them high enough. If that's interesting, go to kinster.com and do yourself or your clients a favor and sign up. Um, Ryan, so Treehouse, what made you get into the crazy world of online training? Um, I, I, like I said, studied computer science, four-year degree here in the States and then got a job. And actually my first job was in Cambridge, England. Um, I asked a recruiter to get me a job and he found this web design company and out in the countryside in Cambridge. And I remember showing up and um, the interview started and they said, you know, have you ever written Cold Fusion? And I said, I don't know what that is. And they said, well, you know, it's a programming language. And I said, well, I know C++ so I can figure it out. And they said, you're hired. And I just was <laughs> like blown away by that whole experience. Wait a minute. You know, I just spent four years of my life. My parents just dropped 50 to 60 grand and you, like none of it mattered. What was my computer science degree for? Um, and so I think that's where it all began. Something's really wrong with the higher education system. 
and it doesn't lead to a job. I want to be a part of changing that. And uh, that eventually is where Treehouse came from. Right. That's, so that's that's the seed of it. But the so did you go out and get finance for your company or did you bootstrap it from um because and had nope. You know, what was the reset if it was VC funded? What was the reception about, you know, online education? You know, I want to build this platform. Yeah, it was interesting. So, I, as I was in England, um, I ended up marrying a wonderful British woman and, and started Treehouse there in Bath, England. So, literally the, you know, opposite end of the world of Silicon Valley. And what's, <laughs> inter- what's interesting is we, I had created an events company where we did in-person events. They were conferences and workshops to teach people how to code. And they were all in-person. And we realized this was not going to scale. You know, we, we basically were helping people that already didn't, they didn't need help. They already had enough money to, to go to these expensive conferences. And how do we take this and scale it um, and actually help more people? So my wife said, well, online. Like, let's just create courses online and we'll copy lynda.com's pricing and charge 25 bucks a month. And, um, uh, and I thought, genius, let's do that. So how we funded it is we used cash flow from the in-person events business to bootstrap it. And it was, it was minimal. I mean, you know, we, we hired, you know, two con contractors. We, we shot, you know, we used a, a, an HD video camera with a white sheet in the background. Uh, we did it as cheap as we could. And in fact, we ended up getting a bank loan. So I literally went to, I think it was NatWest. You, know, you went with, to NatWest, did you? Got yeah, it. I, it was NatWest. That's what I kind of say. Well, and this is so like old school now, but, but the reality is I went to get a small business loan and there's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah. I want one people, you did know, they one give message, it to you? Yeah. They, they said... You must have had you must have owned four houses and had a balance sheet that proved that you didn't need the money for the first place if they lent you any money. It was I mean, it wasn't easy, but at the same time, you know, I just showed them the growth of the business and it was small. I mean, it wasn't some crazy number. And I said, you know, we're growing, you know, we're very mildly cash flow positive. And I think this is worth you lending us. I think it was like fifty grand. And um, they did it. And, and so I just want people listening to hear, like, you don't have to go raise money from big VC. You don't have to be written about in TechCrunch. You know, if you believe in what you're doing and you're growing it responsibly and you're solving a real problem, ignore all that stuff. Oh, that's great. Cindy. Yeah, so it's, thank you for sharing that. That's, it's just to me, it's kind of cool that your wife way back then kind of had the vision to go online. Like, that's just so impressive. She's smart. Um, <laughs> you married a good one, did you? Yeah. Um, so can you kind of take us, you talk about, you know, your beginnings of, of getting started with, the, with the, the business. Can you kind of talk about the evolution of how it's grown to where it is today? Like, how did you go about making the decisions you made? Like, what kind of changes have you made over time to get where you are today? You bet. So um, you heard the starting story of the business. The way we, we did our first marketing push was we actually... Um, told our uh, event attendees about it. So we kind of sponsored our own conference. And so the message there was, you know, we spent a lot of years building a community and then we launched the product into it. So it was the classic overnight success that took seven years to build, right? Um, so we did that and, and we saw, you know, people sign up on day one, which is encouraging. 
<clears throat> and actually we got to be kind of, you know, ramen profitable where we were just covering our costs with a small team. And it was pretty quickly, and I would say maybe two months. Um, but it was literally just me, Nick and Jim, our first two teachers, and a part-time programmer. Um, then it, was, it kept growing. And we started generating a small profit. And um, I showed the, um, the, the revenue growth um, spreadsheet to a friend of mine who happened um, to be an angel investor. And he said, I want to invest in that. And I just didn't know what to do. You know, I thought, I don't know how that works. Like, I, I, I need to go read a book. So read a book literally about how investing works. And at that moment, I decided, I think I want to raise money because I believe in our mission. And if we're a bigger company and we grow faster, I can help more people. So we decided um, to, to say yes to him. And he said, I will tell my friends who are you know, rich people um, to invest with me. And I'll help you put together your seed round. And I, you know, I didn't know what to think about all this. I never encountered any of it, but I, I ended up saying yes. Um, and that was when we raised our first, I think it was like six hundred to $700,000 seed round back in 2011. And uh, since then, it's been a very like, interesting up and down journey. Um, so it's been, it's been good, hard, fun, everything. That's great. So I think one of the things that you and your team are really um, in the kind of learning education industry are well known for is your promotion and the concept of gamification. Um, what, um, what led you and your team to look at that concept to um, juvenate your training and the outcomes that you were getting? Um, I think we just felt that learning should be more fun. Um, and we started off very simply, you know, if you could earn points while you're learning, that would be kind of cool. And so we, it was very simple. Um, you would watch a video and if you got to the end of it, you would earn points. And that was literally it. And then we realized, oh, badges would be kind of cool. Um, and so we made it so when you completed a course, you got a badge. and we got feedback from our students that this is kind of cool and they craved getting the badges. Um, so then we added, you know, one thing more, which is a code challenge where you actually had to code um, a challenge correctly. The computer kind of grades it. And then if you pass it, then you continue on the course. So we just kept adding more and more elements of reward um, for good learning behaviors, but it, it evolves. What we actually learned was that doesn't always work. Um, it's, it's fun, but you may not actually be learning. And so what we did is we, we ended up, um, putting in projects that were required and we built a whole new product called tech degree and tech degree is basically an online bootcamp. That's, it's about six months long, takes two hours a day and you have to build a real project. And it, it actually feels like riding a bike and the, it feels like the training wheels get ripped off. Because you think, I know how to do this. And then all of a sudden, you're facing a blank page and you think, I don't know how to do any of it. And, and that's where the synapses actually get formed in your brain because you're, you're taking the content and reforming it into something new. And that was a big learning leap for us. And then you get graded on that project and people really, really, really want exceeds expectation. They don't want just meets expectation. So we use that as well. So gamification is 
really been an ongoing thing for us and it's it's changed the company but it's we're still learning how to how to yeah. help people learn that's great we're going to go for a break folks when we be back we'll be talking some more with a, a bit of a hero of mine ryan carson we'll be back in a few moments folks do you want to spend more time making money online? Then use WP Tonic as your trusted WordPress developer partner. They will keep your WordPress website secure and up to date so you can concentrate on the things that make you money. Examples of WP Tonic's client services are landing pages, page layouts, widgets, updates, and modifications. WP Tonic is well known and trusted in the WordPress community. They stand behind their work with full, no question asked, 30 day money back guarantee. So don't delay. Sign up with WP Tonic today. That's wp-tonic.com. Just like the podcast. We're coming back. Cindy's had a good interview. I've just been ill most of the time. But no, I've been chuffed that uh, Ryan came on board for the interview. Um, so Ryan, what are some of the things that you've learned um, through the education, online education process around Effective education, you know, do, you know, only a slight question, Ryan. Right. Wow. That's like my life for the last eight years. Um, sum it up in a sentence, I, I guess. You know, I've learned a, a big personal lesson, which is your access um, t- to be able to learn is affected by um, a lot of things that are out of, outside of your control. Um, for instance, what, if you grow up with parents that, you know, have a computer in your home or if um, you see people like you, you know, coding, these are all advantages that you have. And so I grew up, you know, seeing, you know, white men like me, Steve Jobs, Larry Ellison, you know, building big companies, you know, creating wealth, um, building technology companies. And so it's easy for me to, to picture myself doing that. And so I ended up learning how to code in high school. And what I, I didn't realize until recently how um, privileged I was, to be blunt. And so what we're learning is that if we truly want to empower millions of people, we have to take into account the fact that not everybody starts at the same starting line. And, you know, gender comes into this, sexual preference comes into this. There's a lot of stuff that, that really matters here. So we built a new program called Talent Path that specifically aims to bring more equity into tech. And uh, it's been a really, really eye-opening, sobering experience, but a good one. And so now we're helping companies build apprenticeships that are built on top of our curriculum. And um, and it's just been amazing. It it really has been life-changing. That's great. Cindy? That's really cool. And I love your perspective from the, um, from the fact that, you know, just because you are sharing information doesn't necessarily mean that the person is automatically going to learn it, especially when they have all these filters that they're learning it by. So by, by you looking at it from this perspective, I think you'll have much better opportunity to reach the people who want it. But I'm more, I'm interested in hearing more about this talent path. Like how do you go about you know, making things more equitable. So what happened is, um, you know, I started Treehouse because I thought making education affordable and accessible would somehow change the system. Um, And yes, to an extent, but not true change. And so, you know, eight years later, we've taught 850,000 people how to code. I'm proud of that. But 
you can look around you and the system has not changed. You know, tech is still white, still male. It's still, nothing seems to have truly changed. So why? So I, I signed this thing called the diversity pledge here in Portland and it was a government initiative. Um, you know, I, I view myself as a moral person who believes in these things. So I signed it. And then I just had a moment of clarity and looked at Treehouse itself, my own employees. And, you know, we had 80 employees at that point And I realized, you know what? I've hired mostly white men. So if I believe this, then how did I do that? Like, what's wrong? Um, so I went through a pretty deep learning journey um, and, uh, you know, just figured out, oh, I started like three laps ahead of a lot of people because I was, you know, a white cisgendered male. Like, I didn't know that. So then how do we change it? Like, uh, I can't change society. So we just took a simple step. We basically went to the Boys and Girls Clubs, which is a local uh, nonprofit, which serves, you know, communities that are primarily black and brown. And we said, we want to invest in you. Like, we believe in you and we want to hire you as apprentices. Um, and are you willing to try that with us? And they said, yes. So we basically said, we believe in you. We want to invest in you. This is not charity. We would like to use our own curriculum as the backbone. And then we'll layer on top mentorship and support um, for soft skills. And then at the end of that, we guarantee you there's a job for you and we will we'll hire you as a software apprentice. And it changed my life, like literally. Um, and, and this was just for us. We weren't trying to create a product or anything. And then um, as soon as we finished this experience, it took a year, I think we realized, oh my goodness, this could be plugged into any company in the world. As long as there's a boys and girls club, you know, locally where we can source talent from. And so that became one of our biggest products now. It's called Talent Path and it's being installed across America. Um, you know, big companies like Nike and HubSpot and Airbnb. And um, it's really, really exciting. Wow, that's fantastic. It's awesome that uh, it's amazing to hear about how the journey of how you ended up finding that and uh, and right. now you found what, you, what it is you want to do. Right. Jonathan. That's great. We're going to end the podcast part of the show. Um, Ryan's been um, very busy this, today, but he's agreed to stay on for a little while. We're going to be talking about some broader subjects about what he sees higher the future of higher education in North America. And I've got some other questions. Ryan, um, how can people find out more about you and what your company's up to? Uh, thankfully, I'm really Googleable. <laughs> so if you just Google Ryan Carson, I guarantee you'll find me. Uh, thankfully, if you Google Treehouse, you'll find us. So uh, Google Ryan Carson, Treehouse, or uh, Treehouse Talent Path. You'll find everything you want to know. That's great, Ryan. Cindy, how can people find out more about you and what you're up to? Oh, well, they can come visit me at my website at thecoursewhisperer.com or also uh, reach out to me on LinkedIn. That's great, folks. And if you really want to support the show, please give us a review on iTunes. I've been having some interesting discussions with iTunes lately. Their support, they're very polite, but uh, <laughs> I, think I, I think I'm getting somewhere after smacking my head on the table. But uh, we'll see you next week where we can have somebody like Ryan, a great guest, and somebody sh sharing his great experiences. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to WP Tonic, the podcast that gives you a spoonful of WordPress medicine twice a week.